Good evening, everyone. We know Madonna, the Heno Alenu, Masses, and Ukona Alenu, Masses, and Ukona Nehu. We're talking about a Mishnah and Tamid. This Mishnah and Tamid is referring what happens when we do the Korban Tamid. It says that during the Korban Tamid, which would take place in the morning, early in the morning, um, right about Alota Shahad. Alota Shahad technically is a little bit too early for Kirat Shema. But regardless, it says, Amar Lamamuneh. The one in charge would say to him, Bless one blessing. So the one in charge tells the Mishmar that's there that they should make one Beracha out of the Amidah. And they bless it. And they read the Ten Commandments. They read Shema, Vehayayim Shamoa. They give three berachot to the people. Emet v'yatziv. V'avodah. So after Shema they have Emet v'yatziv, which is Gal Yisrael. Avodah, which is Ritzeh. Uberkat konim and the Berkat konim, which Tosafot says, is the the Berga B'kor Kanim that we have without the Konim lifting up their hands. On Shabbat, they add an extra beracha for the leaving mishmar. Every kohen belongs to a mishmar, and there are 48 Shabbats during the year that are done with the 48 mishmarot, 24 times 2. Each mishmar is a group of kohenim, they take one week. And they get, they get two each group gets two weeks out of the whole year. So, they again they're making all these berachot which are done right at the time of the korban tamid being slaughtered, right after the slaughtering of korban tamid, really really at the literally way before the crack of dawn. Okay, at Amura Shahar. The Gemara asks, "My berachachat." When we said, you say one bracha, what does it mean, one bracha? These two rabbis came to a certain town. They asked them the same question. This Mishnah and Tamid, which mentions all the things the Kohenim are doing, what is this bracha? They didn't know. He didn't know. They told him, he told them, Shmuel says, The one Barakha that they say, meaning the one Barakha, I'm sorry, I said before, it was one, it's one I don't know what I said before, but it's one Barakha out of the Birkot Kriyat Shema. That one Barakha out of Birkot Kriyat Shema that we say, besides for God yourself, of course, is the Barakha of Ahavarabba. Which no one knew, but that's what it's claiming. That's the one it was. So it was a choice. We didn't know which bracha it was. Could have been avat rabah slash olam, or it could have been yotzer or. And this rabbi is saying, in the name of Shmuel, that it was avat olam. The other rabbi is saying, no, it's yotzer or. This bracha that the kohanim said in the Beit Mikdash is yotzer or. It's interesting. The Beit Mikdash is gone for only um, a couple of hundred years, and they don't know, and the Mishnah is telling you, he's saying, and they don't know what they were saying.
תקשיב מחלוקת. כי עטר רב יצחק בר יוסף אמר, he says, הדר רב זריקה, this that רב זריקה said that it was יוצא אור, לאו הפרש אתמר, he didn't hear that straight out from רש לקיש, that you could rely on fully that רש לקיש was saying it. אלו מכללה אתמר, rather, he figured it out, this רב זריקה, figured it out from what his רבי רש לקיש had said, רבי רב עמי said the name of רש לקיש about a different subject. דאמר רב זריקה, אמר רב עמי, אמר רש לקיש, זאת אומרת, two lines in the bottom, זאת אומרת, ברכות אין מעקבות זו עצו. When commenting on this משנה in תמיד, which tells you that when out of ברכות קריאת שמה you say ברכה אחת, we can see that the two ברכות of ברכות קריאת שמה, אהבת עולם and the ברכה of יוצר אור, those two ברכות do not affect each other. They're independent of each other. You could say one without the other. Okay? And if you were to say, it makes sense if you say that the Berachah Achat is Yotzer Or. If you say the Berachah is Yotzer Or, which in fact, Rizrika does say, then it makes sense that, was, that we can prove from here that you could say one Berachah of Kriyat Shema without the other. Meaning the two are not interrelated. You could say one without the other. Because we see that we're saying Yotzer Or without saying Avarabha. But if you want to claim that the one Berachah that they said was actually Avarabha, which means Avat Olam, And that's the Berakha that we said, Then we would comment, how can Rish Lakish prove that one Berakha does not affect the other? It's only referring to the order of the Berakhot, but not to the fact that one could be done without the other, but rather that one could be done before the other, and you could interchange the, the order of them. But not necessarily that they are independent of each other. Says the next Gemara. We are seven lines down on Yud Bet Amudat. It says, Vikorin Aseret Debrot. It says that in the Mishnah, in Tamid, which we mentioned before, it says that you have to say the Ten Commandments. Even in the Gvulin, meaning even out of the Beit HaMikdash, they wanted to read like this. They wanted to also say uh, the Ten Commandments, which is the only word that we actually heard from Hashem Himself. That was supposed to be said every day, not just in the Beit HaMikdash, but rather in the whole world. But the rabbis before him stopped saying it, they actually were saying it, they stopped saying it, because of the claims of the Minim. The Minim are the followers of Yeshu, who uh, don't believe, and they, wa- they want to disagree with the words of the Hamim. So what they do is they'll say, if you start gl- glorifying the Aset Devrot, then they'll say, oh, the Aset Debrot are the only things that are true, Chas and the rest of the Torah is not true.
Of course, uh, it's interesting that even though Yeshua was such a lousy guy himself, he would never say such things. Only his Talmidim were the ones who said such things. Amemar Savar, I'm sorry, Rabba Barbarchana Savar Lemekvinu Besura. Rabba Barbarchana wanted to put the Divanim as part of the liturgy, meaning as part of the things that you have to say every day in the town of Sura, which he was in charge of. They got rid of it because of Tamidim that has a Belacha at the end. It doesn't end without a Baruch Hashem. It ends Baruch Hashem And since it ends with a Baruch Hashem, so you have a full Belacha at the end. But a Shakon which only has the Baruch, it only has the Baruch Hashem in the beginning. If you mess it up, maybe it doesn't work. Says Honey, that's cool according to Rav. The Amar who says, That's good according to the Rabbi who says that a Belacha without mentioning Hashem's name is not a Belacha. According to Yochanan, according to Yochanan who says that any Belacha which doesn't say Baruch Hashem El Kenu Melacha Olam is not a Belacha. Ma'ikal Ameimar. What are they going to say over here? Because the Baruch HaTashem Yotin doesn't have a Melech HaOlam. So therefore, how could, according to Rabbi Yochanan, who says that a Baracha without El Melech HaOlam is not a good Baracha, so then how could they fix it over here by the case of of Arbit, by saying Baruch HaTashem Yotin Merot, if it doesn't say Baruch HaTashem Yotin Melech HaOlam Yotin Merot. It shouldn't work. The answer only works according to Rav, but not Rabbi Yochanan. Ela, rather, according to Rabbi Yochanan, we have to say the following: Kevan da Amar Rabba Bar Ula, Kedeva Askir Midat Yom Belayla, Midat Layla Bayom. Since we mentioned earlier in the previous Gemara, if you remember, that we always include mentioning the night during the day and the day at night, meaning in the long Nusach we mentioned Yotzer Or Uborechoshek. We mentioned the night during the day, and also at night we mention. Uh, uh, the day also we're always mentioning night and day in both of them therefore when you said the Hashem, even though you had in mind to say the morning one but since the morning one always includes the evening because every morning one includes evening therefore your Baruch Hashem in this Baruch is not necessarily a problem. And therefore, don't bring a proof from that case to the Sha'akol case. Because in the Sha'akol case, your Baruch HaTashem did not include, sorry, the, the Baruch HaTashem of HaGefen did not include Sha'akol at all. But here this Baruch HaTashem did include day and night because every time you do it, it's always got day and night. Tashma, another proof. Misefa, let's bring a proof from the Sefer, the Brayta. Because the Sefer has some extra words. It says, the rule of everything is, everything follows the end. Now, every time you said the rule of the thing is, it's coming to include an extra case. Must be, what other case can it be coming to include? Must be, it's coming to if it's telling me the case of, of, uh, and tell me that case is the case in the Mishnah. Then it tells you 
which is an extra case, what case can we be talking about? Probably our case of a guy holding a cup of beer and thinking that it's wine and try, starting off to say hagefen uh, and ending off with the shekel on the other. And that's including Koshavad that it's okay, everything goes after the end, and that's what we're telling you it's okay. Says the Gemara, no, that proof is no, no good as well. It's coming to include a case of bread and dates. Meaning, it doesn't work for a guy holding a cup of beer and thinking wine, but rather it works on a guy who's holding a date and he thinks it's bread. What's the case? If the case is the guy ate bread, and then he thought, he forgot that he ate bread, and he thought that he ate a date. And he started he started having in mind to say and he finishes with that's the same as our case because the person cannot be with for a person cannot be with for and therefore it's Analogous, it's the same as a guy holding a cup of beer and having a mind to say, No, no. We need it. He ate a date and he thinks it's bread. Right? He thought he ate bread. And he started his. That he wants to make, he wants to. Make berakat mazon. So says, "Hainu ben." That's the same case as we said before with the with the beer. Lo tzricha. I'm sorry. V'sem ben tami yatsa. I'm sorry. I skipped the line. Da'achat tami kazav nahamu v'patach ben nahama v'sem ben tami ended off with tami yatsa. You are yotze in that case. Why? Da'afil sem ben nahama nami yatsa. Because that case is similar to the to the yotze merot case. Because even if you would have finished with the bread, you would be yotze. The Gemara is throwing an interesting fact here that a person who eats dates, dates are very, very filling. And since they're very, very filling, the Gemara is claiming that they're actually mazon. And that if a person would make perkat mazon on a date, you would be otse, just like if you would make a, a shakol on a hagef and you are yotzeh, here too you are yotzeh. And therefore, the Chalashivar could be only including this case, and we have no right to assume it's, uh, it's including the bigger chidushim cases, i.e., meaning, the two bigger chidushim cases that we cannot prove yet are the case of a guy holding a cup of beer and thinking it's wine, and starting to say, and the other case that we uh, cannot prove from this case, is our case of a guy holding a a guy who ate a piece of bread and he thought it was a date and he started to say those are the two cases that we cannot prove necessarily because the Kalach Shadavad might not be talking about those cases. Alright, we're at the two dots on the bottom of Yudbeda Muralov. Amarabar Khanina Saba Meshmedirav Koshom Shachit Vimra Albit 
Lo yatzai dechavoto. If you didn't say emet v'yatziv in the morning, and didn't say emet v'yatziv in the evening, you're not yatzai at all. Shnei emar, as it says, la'agir v'vokal hastecha, to mention in the morning Hashem's kindness, v'maratcha, and His emunah, His faithfulness, v'alilot in the evening. That hints that you have to say both those things. Now, once we're talking about the things from Rabba Barachanina Saba, we're going to say a few more. Amar Rabba Barachanina Saba, Bishmei the Rav. Hamid Palel, a person who prays, Kishu Korea, when he bows, Korea Baruch, he should bow at the word Baruch. Rashi explains that there are certain Berachot in the Amidah that you need to bow at. And when you bow, you should bow at Baruch, because it's okay when you stand up, so okay for Shem. Amar Shmuel, Shmuel explained what Rav was saying. My Tamadrav, what's Rav's reason? Dechtikut says, Hashem Zokev Kifufim. Hashem is the one who straightens up the bent. And therefore, when you say Baruch Ata and you get to the word Hashem, you should straighten up to show that Hashem is the one who does that action of straightening up bent people. May TV ask a question from a Brighta. Shemi Nahatu Miktiv Bishimi Mipneshimiktiv. How could we say that you're supposed to stand up when you get to Hashem's name? It sounds like when you get to Hashem's name, you should lower yourself. My answer is no. It doesn't say at my name, but because of my name. Uh, meaning, you do it right before the name, but not at the name. So Shmuel told something that Rav used to say. Let me tell you something that, you, that your father Rav would say. When he bows, he bows by Baruch. And when he would stand up straight, so kept Hashem, he would stand up straight by the name of Hashem. We flip the page, we're on the top of Yudbet Amorbet. When he would bow, he would bow like a stick, which means in one, not in two motions, but in one motion. Zakaf, and when he would stand up, Zakaf Kichivya. He would stand up like a snake, which means he wouldn't go straight up like a stick. Rather, he would bend half his body and then the rest of his body. Uh, by doing that, he's showing that he doesn't want to get up. He really belongs down. He's just standing because he's saying Hashem's name. But it's not like it's so easy to stand, up, stand back up. And so he got up in a double motion. We're on the second line down of Yudbet Amorbet. Rav Barchanisav said in the name of Rav, The whole year a person should say the words HaKel HaKadosh. Except for the ten days. That's a statement of the same rabbi. Going to be Elazar, he says, no, even if you said Kadosh, you're already Yotzeh. Shneemar, Vayikbal Shem Tzvakot Meshvat, Vayel HaKadosh, Niktash Betzdaka. So the same Pasuk mentions Hakel HaKadosh, and Hashem Tzvakot Meshvat. So you see that they're interchangeable, and therefore if a person made a mistake and did not follow this rule, to switch to Hamel HaKadosh, it's still fine. Ematai Vayikbal Shem Tzvakot Meshvat, what are the days where Hashem is high in judgment? Those are the ten days in Rosh Hashanah and Kippur. 
Yet we say So we see that they're interchangeable. My what's the law? Is the law like this rabbi who says they're interchangeable? Abba of Yosef, Hayala Kadosh, Umelach of Sakamashbat. Rabba Amar, Hamelach Kadosh, Vamelach Hamishbat. Rabba says, You say, you don't follow. According to Rav Yosef, says, It's Hayala Kadosh, but you don't switch Melach of Sakamashbat to Hamelach Hamishbat. And Rabba says, No, you switch both. Hamelach Kadosh, Hamelach Hamishbat, Vilkatik Rabba, Falakhala, Rabba, like we do, of course, that we say both, we switch both of them. Same rabbi. Anyone who could possibly have the right to beg for mercy and help pray for another person, and he does not, he's considered a sinner. When Shemuel, when the Jews asked for a king, Shemuel punished them by making it rain in a time where it's very bad for the crops. And then he says, Khalilali, it would be asur to me to sin to Hashem by not praying for you. So you see that not praying for someone when you can, because Shemuel could pray and was able to eventually, subsequently actually pray for them. Uh, anytime you didn't pray and you could pray, it is a sin. If the person who needs you to pray for him is then you need to cause yourself to be sick how much you pray over over there where Shaul was getting upset at those who were with him, assuming that they know where David is and they're not telling him, he's accusing them and saying that you guys are rebels and David must have promised you some kind of field or something. That's why you're not telling me where he is. And none of you guys are getting sick over me. And that's a proof that they must have, a person has to pray about Shaul because he's Tamil Haham. And if a person doesn't pray for Tamil Haham, then he's guilty and he deserves to die because Shaul threatened these fellows who were with him with death. By the way, in the end, they ended up telling him to go kill Nov Yerkonim. But that was a separate problem. Says the Gemara, no, that's not a proof. Why? Because Dilma Melech Shani, maybe the reason why Shaul has the right to ask them to get sick over him while they pray is because he's a king. And a king could ask you to pray for him, but not every Tamil Chacham. El Mahacha, rather the reason why you know you have to get sick while you're praying for a Tamil Chacham is from the following Masuk. And I, when I pray for them, Levushi. Pasuk and Tehilim. Says the Gemara further on the two dots. Anyone who does a sin and is embarrassed of it, they get rid of all your sins. In order that you should remember it, and you should be embarrassed from the sin, and you won't have any more, they won't have any place to open their mouth because of your 
embarrassment of your sins, because Hashem will give a kapara for everything you did, says Hashem Elokim. Gemara says, Dilma Tzibur Shani, over there he's talking about Kal Yisrael in general. Maybe it's Tzibur who, who does confesses, gets rid of all the sins, but who told you that even a single person, even an individual, can confess and get all the sins confident? Elam Ha'cha, not can confess, can get embarrassed and get everything forgiven. Elamehacha, rather from here. But Yomer Shmuel Shaul, Shmuel told Shaul, Lama Hikastani Lalot Oti. Shmuel, when he was dead, he was, uh, after he was dead, Shaul Amelech one time wanted to know whether he's going to win a war. And he tried to get an answer, he couldn't get an answer. So he went to a witch, which is, of course, illegal in the Torah. And the witch called up the spirit of Shmuel. And Shemuel was upset that he was called out of heaven. And the Pasuk says, Why did you get me angry to bring him up here? Shaul explained why he, why do you take this drastic step of going to which to bring him up. And he says, I have big troubles. Because the Palestinians are fighting against him. Hashem left him. And he wouldn't answer me. Or Gambanivim, Hashem even didn't let the Nevi'im answer him. Gambahalamot, even the dreams, he didn't get an answer from Hashem. Ve'kralachalahodiani, I called you to tell me ma'ayaseh. I called you to tell me what to do. Now, in all the ways that Shaul mentioned that he tried to get Hashem, he mentioned Nevi'im, he mentions Halamot. But the obvious way that a king is supposed to find out, which is asking the Urim Vitumim and the Kohen Gadol, he doesn't mention. Why not? Because like we said before, he killed Noah of the city of Kwanim, and since he was embarrassed that he killed them, he re- neglected to mention that he didn't get an answer from Noah of Kwanim. And that was embarrassing for Shaul because it was an obvious omission, and he got embarrassed in front of his Rebbe, Shemuel. And we see afterwards that Shaul got forgiven. So how do you know he got forgiven? Maybe he got embarrassed and he wasn't, wasn't forgiven. Once again, how do you know that heaven forgave him? As it says, Shemuel responded, the dead Shemuel responded to Shaul, Tomorrow, you and your son you're with me in my mechitza, meaning that you're going to be with me in Gan Eden. And therefore, being with Shemuel, who was a great tzaddik in Gan Eden, means that all his sins were forgiven. And that's how we see that even when a person gets embarrassed, all his sins are forgiven. But Rabbanan Amri, Rabbanan say, this was all the opinion of Rabbi Bar Hanina Saba, Meshmei Rav. According to Rabbanan say, Mehaka. And they hung him up to Hashem. And said, after they got killed, these are the people, these, this is, Shaul is the one who is the chosen one by Hashem. So Batko came out and told us that he was forgiven. The rap, not only did they, did they want to put, we said before, they wanted to put 
that says Dibrot to be said every day, they also want to put Pashat Balak in Kirachimah. Why did they put Pashat Balak there? Mishum Torah Tibur, because you'd have to say that every day, it would just be too long. Not because of the meaning, because of Torah Tibur. Maitama, why do they want to put it in the first place? If because it mentions Yitzhak Mitzrayim in it, and therefore we want to put it, to, put it in, we should mention the Parashat Mitzrayim, which mentions that you uh, should remember Yitzhak Mitzrayim, and the Parashat of having honest weights, which also mentions Yitzhak Mitzrayim. The reason why I want to say it is because it said the following Pasuk, you crouch and you lay, lay like a lion, and like a lioness, who can make you sin? So then just say that Pasuk. If that's all you want to say and you don't want to say anything too long, say that Pasuk alone. Gimiri, we learned, any time you stop at a place where Moshe Rabbeinu stopped, we could stop. If it doesn't have a little fair or a little samach, and Moshe didn't stop there, we do not stop. So then why do we put Sisit in the Shikriyat Shema? There's five things we want in it. Mitzvah Sisit, the Sisit obviously. Yitziat Mitzvahim, leaving Mitzvahim. All Mitzvot, that, we, that every person has to do all the Mitzvot. Vidat Minim, and to avoid thinking like Apikoris. To avoid thinking about doing sins with women. And to avoid thinking about doing Avodazara. Of course, the first three are obvious where they are in Parshat Mayomer. It says, and you see them. That tells you that you have to do all I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All Mitzvot. Where do you see those three things? The time you learn to write that when it says don't go after your hearts, it means don't go after your heart to be a bikoris. A naval says in his heart, Enohim. So you see the word heart is connected to being a bikoris and saying Enohim. Which is don't follow your eyes. That's saying not, not not to follow your to follow women. It says, Tell me, let me marry this girl. You see the word eyes refer to women. It says that you stray after. This is thinking about the Jews. Was zone they strayed after Balim? You see that Avu is the word zanu. So we just finished Daf Yud Bet to the Mishnah. Let's review what we did today. We spoke about what the people prayed in the Bet Mikdash at Alot Shahar. Then we said, what was the Beracha? We tried to figure out what was the one Beracha that they said. We tried to claim one rabbi said it was Yotzer Or. The other rabbi said that it was Abat Avaraba. Then we said that the Rav Zabda, who said it was Yotzer Or, he didn't figure it out straight from Rishakish. He figured out 
he figured out Michlala, right? How did he figure it out, Michlala? So we said that since we said, since we said, since he, since Rav Shlakish said that the two are not interrelated, which means that he said that you, you could say Yisod Or without Abat Olam and Abat Olam without Yisod Or, the only way he could figure that out that they're not Malkev each other is if you say that is if you say that Yotzer Or was the one that was said. But if you say the word Ahavaraba, you can't necessarily prove that they're interchangeable. You could say one without the other. Because maybe the reason, really, maybe really you have to say both of them. And the reason why we said only Ahavat Olam is because Yotzer Or didn't come yet. Because Yotzer Or we're talking about during the time of uh, of we're talking about during the time of um During the time of Alot Hashachar, where it's not time of Tzeror, so therefore it's not necessarily a proof. And then we said, really, uh, we could say that you need both of them. And the reason why we said when we when we said that the two of them are um, not Malkev, it means that the that the order was not Malkev and not the um, not saying them was not Malkev. So therefore, we have no proof. What the beracha was from the statement of Rish Lakish. Then we said, went on to the next state, the statement where we said that there are three places I'm sorry, there were three things I said. I said, I said the Barim, and we said that really they wanted, there were three different places where they tried to say to put in um, the Aseret Debrot, three places they want to Aseret Debrot, and those three places where you want to say Aseret Debrot uh, were Surah and Nahardai and all these places they tried to do it, and because of the Minim they didn't put it in. Then we asked which Beracha was added to the Mishmar, and we said the Beracha that was added to the Mishmar was a special Beracha that they should have, Ava Vishalom. Then we said, uh, if you can pick up, we, then we started talking about a case where a guy made a mistake with the Barakha. We said, if you pick up wine, it's obvious that it's okay. Because you could say a Shakola wine. But if you picked up beer, where you can't say a Hagefen on beer, what would be the Barakha if you end up the Barakha the wrong way? We brought one proof. Number one, from the case of Ma'ariv Aravim, where in that case, where the guy ended up with the wrong thing, it was okay. And Mara says, no, not necessarily the proof. Because maybe since the reason why it's okay is because you ended off with Yotzer. Then Rav said, Rav said that all the Berachot that don't have any Hashem's name in it are a problem. But according to the one who says that you have to say Malchut, which is a Yochanan, then not necessarily is it is it okay over here because maybe that, that ending Berachah, Baruch Yotzer Merot, might not be enough of a proof. So then we have a new knockout, and we knocked it out from the fact that it says that he had that Rabbi Barachana said before that you could always have in mind both every time, every when you started Baruch Atah Hashem in the in the beginning you had in mind which includes both, okay, and therefore we had to have a new proof from Akol Olecha Haraytum, and we we said because since at the end of the bright it says Michlala. 
and mechlala must be including our case. Rabbi says, no, it could be including less of a case, the case of dates, because we said that dates are included in the bread, and therefore it's not a, not a proof. Now, we said another statement where you say you must say emet v'yatsiv and ve'emunah every day, or you're not yotzeh. And the way we know it, it's because it's lahagid b'boker hastecha ve'emunotcha balilot. Then, we have a story that you have to bow, and how you're supposed to bow, and you should bow, you bow, bow up and down, and when you go up, you should go up slowly. Then finally, we have that a person should switch on to HaMelech HaKadosh, and we then we said, uh, there's a machlok at whether you switch Melech HaKadosh to the Kamashmat, and we hold that you switch both of them. Finally, we have Amar Abba Bachanina, that, that a person should always beg for mercy on your friend. We had a question if that's true by a king or not, and we, want, we had a couple of proofs back and forth whether or not it was true about a king. Then we had the story of a person who gets embarrassed and he is forgiven for his sins from Shaul HaMelech. And we had um, a question of whether you should put Balak in Kirat Shema. Why would you want to put Balak in Kirat Shema? The reason why we didn't put it there was because Balak was too long. And the reason why we want to put it in is because it mentioned in the end, Kalashachav Kari Vhaligmi Kumenu. And we can't put only one pasuk in. And then we said, the reason why Tzitzit is in, because of five different things that Tzitzit has that we want to put it in. Um, okay, Baruch Hashem Le'olam, Amen Amen.